You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Prashant Kumar uh, on the call today and Prashant is with My Realty Gains and uh, is that the best place to get a hold of you, MyRealtyGains.com, Prashant? That is that is correct, yes. I mean, on MyRealtyGains.com, anybody can schedule a call with me uh, and, uh, you know, they can send me email, Prashant at MyRealtyGains.com. So I understand that you really specialize in helping those busy professionals find some class A or grade A uh, real estate investments. Uh, is that correct? That is correct, Jack. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Uh, uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, yes, you are right. Uh, my my goal is to connect with with the busy professionals, you know, like doctors, lawyers who don't have time. I mean, there are a lot of. I mean, I was talking to somebody who 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 is a PhD literate, and he spends like fifteen hours a day in his lab or doing the research, right? So. So, I mean, even when I was working full time, I never had time to even think about other things, right? Mm -hmm. Forget about doing the right level of research and making sure my investment is is growing, right? Right. So most of us, those who are in stock market, they do not have the insight into what else, where else can they invest money, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they invest, they end up buying only one single family or a couple of single families they feel that just to gain the pride of ownership of the real estate, they do right. not know that they are creating second job for themselves. And many a times, you know, if you compare single family versus multifamily or single family versus commercial real estate, you would realize that multifamily outweighs the benefits of multifamily outweighs single family investing by leaps and bounds. Right. So my goal is to continue to educate uh, you know, all of my friends, family members, or other investors to understand why are you not taking the benefits? You can, you, you own real estate. Instead of owning one single family home, you are owning percentage share in an LLC, which owns the multifamily. And all the, all the professionals are managing your asset for you. Yes, they are taking a little bit Cut, and of course they have to make money also. But in the end, you are getting your money's worth. If you are making fifteen, I mean, and I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying on an average, typically, you know, people end up making at least fifteen percent year over year. I mean, annualized return on on a on a multifamily property. You know, I'm talking about the projects which which are working. So don't quote me on that. But if you are making fifteen percent return on your money, what else do you want? I mean, Mm -hmm. without doing anything, you cut the check, you sit idle, but keep monitoring at the same time, keep monitoring what is happening. So any questions you ask, they are answered. So my my goal is to connect with those busy professionals, tell them what is possible for them, because 99% of people don't even know that something like this exists, that they can invest passively. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm from India. I came here 25 years ago. 
80% of Indians are uh, in, in IT world. And I was in IT world too. And out of those 80%, I must say 80% do not know there is anything called passive investing. Mm. They would assume that that passive invest, if they are investing, means they are giving the money to somebody um, as a debt. My goal is to tell them, guys, it is not, you are not giving money as a debt to somebody. You are investing, you are becoming the part owner on a bigger project. So whether you buy a single family home or invest in a bigger project, it is one or the same thing. But you have so many these benefits. And the biggest benefit is your time. Mm -hmm. You know, the time that you spend on managing your single family, you don't spend that with multifamily. So, so, so those are my goals. I'm trying to connect with whomsoever I can. Uh, and, and that's how uh, in that process, you know, I'm helping them out, hopefully a little bit. Yeah. So you, well, it's obvious that you're speaking from experience here. Like, how did you get in, involved in real estate and, and uh, then uh, helping professionals like this? Well, I learned my lessons early on. Um, I also got, I started in single family homes. I bought three single family in four months. But every time I, go, I would go to the bank, bank would look at my debt to income ratio. And as I kept on buying these homes, my debt to income ratio would continue to go down. And there was a time when they would say no. Mm -hmm. And and picking small, pardon my <laughs> words, um, like $100,000 uh, loan, they would take three months to approve. Mm -hmm. I said, well, what is this going on? I can cut the check, but I didn't want to do that, obviously. I realized that it, it, it takes too much time. I mean, for, for a, on an average, somebody would make $100, $200 as a cash flow mm -hmm. on a single family home. And but when the tenant leaves, you are paying the, you know, your house is empty for two months. So whatever you have made has gone waste. So I did all those calculations and I realized that it's not worth, worth our time. So I said, listen, I have to jump into multifamily where, um, where, you know, the bigger asset, I mean, for the same amount of time, I, I can buy a bigger asset. And, and that bigger asset is, is valued based on the income that asset is producing mm -hmm. rather than my personal, my personal W2 income. So I bought a, bought a multifamily bank gave me loan like that. Uh, and trust me, uh, the first multifamily I bought, I bought it in 19 days. 12th mm -hmm. December, I looked at the property, I met the bank. On December 27th, I closed that property. So I was like blown away by that. I said, yes, it was like, it was hectic 15 days to get a lot of things done. But 15 days, I'm done. I mean, I bought this property. Mm -hmm. So versus as compared to three to four months to buy a single family home. And here in one shot, I have 24 units and I, my cash flow is like, um, you know, $2,000, $3,000 a month. Plus on top of that, I'm getting the tax benefits of cost segregation, you know, or the depreciation that we can depreciate our multifamily at a much faster rate. So all that, considering all that, I was like, I'm not going to buy those single family anymore. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was getting rid of them, um, you know, so uh, I just got hooked up to multifamily at that moment. It was a small unit which I bought for myself um, and it was giving me two, $3,000 a month. Uh, and the depreciation benefit, I mean, I could write a lot of it, write it off, uh, a lot of it from my my W-2 income. Mm -hmm. uh, but slowly, you know, I, I gained the real estate professional 
uh, status also. Uh, and then uh, there was no stopping. That's how I started. Sure. So then where did my realty gains come into play? Like, how did you uh, move into helping other people find this? Yeah, so, so once once you have bought one multifamily for yourself or two, actually I bought one more after that, 72 units, then you are kind of out of money, right? How much money do you have? How many, How much can you buy for yourself? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was out of money. And then I said, what should I do now? I mean, then then I got exposed to the syndication world because I had already gained so much experience. Um, so I got involved with the syndicator. I started helping them out uh, on their projects. So I learned the syndication business. Right. I realized that, yes, I, I have to put money in my projects, but uh, I need to do bigger projects. You know, right now I'm doing, uh, I mean, the first project I did was 500 units, by the way. I mean, I couldn't have... You know, I, I wouldn't have $8 million to invest in in that uh, $25 million project. So the money had to be raised. So that's how I learned the art of raising money. But mm-hmm. the one thing I realized that the most important thing is, uh, it is not it is not your willingness to tell. It is the education which is missing. I cannot tell you. I, I mean, I'm, we are not salesperson, right? We are not selling you investment. Mm-hmm. We are educating you so that you can make a you can make a um, appropriate decision for your situation. Mm-hmm. My goal is to communicate to you what are the benefits, and because of my experience, I tell you different advantages and disadvantages of different things. But it is you who have to decide for your life whether you want to invest or, or not, and you cannot decide unless you know about it. Mm-hmm. I cannot decide to invest in crypto if I do not know how crypto works, right? Right. So I have to take my time to educate myself or somebody else educates me one of the same thing. It has to go to my head mm-hmm. before I can invest. So that's my goal. I mean, my goal is to educate and solve free education. It's nothing uh, we don't charge. I mean, I don't charge anything. or uh, It's just free education, connecting with the people, bringing them up to their speed, with an intention, with a positive intention that hopefully in future they will invest with us. And even if they don't invest with us, you know, they would still remain our strategic partner. I mean, they are out there. They would remember us and maybe they will bring us some deal. Maybe we'll we'll bring them something else in future. So it's just networking basically. Right. So, So, you know, you brought up the syndication thing. So if somebody was interested in, in looking at syndication as an, an option for their investments. Um, what kind of questions should they ask like a syndicator to make sure see, it's a good fit? Yeah. See, first of all, you have to see uh, the person has to realize what is the, what is the, their objective, right? They want to, so let's say if I want to invest somewhere, I would like, and for me, let's say cash flow is my objective. Mm-hmm. So I would ask the syndicator, you know, what kind of deal it is. Is it a heavy value add or is it a more stabilized deal where you are giving the returns, whether you are generating the returns from day one? Because in a heavy value add scenario, uh, it is difficult to generate returns because a lot of money goes in the property for certain duration. Although investors make money, but those returns are deferred. Mm. So, So one is... One is what kind of property it is, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, you know, what is what is your track record? 
can I talk to, can I check your references, right? It's very important. Right. I mean, you want to, you want to, you are putting your hard money with somebody and you don't have any reference point and, and you are investing with a, with a rookie person, then you may, you are likely to be burned a little bit more than other places. So what is your track record? What is your, um, you know, what kind of property it is? How many projects have you done? You know, what kind of returns have you given to your investors in past? What have you learned from your failures in past, right? Mm. So more than anything else, it's more like background checking, making sure the syndicator is, is, is a, has been doing it for some time. And then you start talking about the property related question, you know, what kind of property it is, you know, how much is, how much you're buying it for, what are your fees? You know, you are not, they want to make sure that is, they're not charging excessive fees and what kind of default maintenances are there, right? I mean, what kind of experience, what kind of teams do you have on the ground to take care of those default maintenance? What mm -hmm. kind of property manager, have you used the property manager in past? What is their track record? Right. Uh, so there is a whole list of questions, you know, like 100 questions that we can ask to make yourself comfortable. Many a times, you know, many a times what happens is, you know, if I know somebody, if I know you well, I know you that you have been doing business very well, then I, I wouldn't even ask any question because I know you are going to do well anyway. But mm -hmm. if I do not know you and I want to invest with you, I would ask all these background related questions right. to, to make me feel comfortable. So you have to make me feel comfortable. Important thing is people don't invest in a deal. People mm -hmm. invest in people, you know. Right. right. You know, so that's the real point I want to make sure that uh, I'm communicating. I would, I would not invest in some blur, you know, something which popped up on my screen and gave me like, oh, you're gonna trouble the money in five years. I'm not gonna invest into that. I would rather invest with, uh, let's say you, if you have a deal uh, which is maybe giving me only two times in five years or seven years or ten years, I would be more comfortable. So, so these questions are to judge where the indicator is coming from what is the background and what he has done with other investors because i mean if i mean nobody is bad but if you are immoral in some ways then words go out right i mean people mm -hmm. know about them so you do your due diligence beforehand uh, and and learn about the i mean any questions i can answer specifically you know look at the underwriting to make sure underwriting is conservative i mean even in the COVID time period, are you projecting 3% uh, income growth year over year? I mean, that, that's like, no, no. I mean, in, in a conservative underwriting, you would say I'm projecting a negative income growth this year. Maybe next year zero. And after that, maybe one or 2%. If somebody said, no, I'm going to project 3% year over year. They are, I mean, maybe that will happen. I'm not saying that that will not happen, but you want to see, measure how conservative you are is the syndicator in his projections. You know, what is the expense growth they are projecting? What is the current expense growth? Uh, and what does the new property manager bringing to the table? What is his track record? Where have they limited um, the expenses? Uh, how have they reduced the expenses rather than uh, increasing it? Mm -hmm. So, so those, those kind of questions that need to be asked, basically. Sure. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to I'm going to change the script a little bit though. Since you've been through this process now setting up a syndication, if somebody was thinking about setting up their own syndication, what are some of those things that you've learned along the way that uh, that kind of surprised you when uh, when you were setting it up? Well, that that's a that's a very good question. Uh, and uh, one 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 thing I would uh, I would say that uh, important thing is take baby steps. Mm-hmm. La- learn to walk before you start running. And well, you a, did you did exactly that. You went and actually helped another syndicator learn yeah. the ropes before you jumped that head is, first, right? That is, that is true. That is true. That's what I that's what exactly I wanted to communicate is learn the ropes of the business because it is a big business and the dollar dollar stakes are higher. So, I mean, as you know, to learn it, you have to do it correctly with somebody, which I did. Um, and actually the first deal that those syndicators had done, they were burned. So I learned a lot from them, you know, from, from that perspective that they, they did a bigger deal and they got burned. So I, I ended up learning a lot from that perspective. Um, so never go in something which is which you cannot handle. I mean, if you have friends and you know, folks whom you already know that they are doing it and they are your partner, that's a different story. But you know, if you are going you know, from the get-go, if you want to go into a heavy value add 500 unit apartment complex, you are going to burn yourself. So mm-hmm. that's the most important part, you know, in my mind. Sure. No, one of you know, we're going to change the topic slightly because you know, one of the big proponents that you've been pushing too, and is is the concept of building that generational wealth. Can you talk a little bit about how? especially through what you're talking about passive that that that's a possibility see i'll tell you the compounding effect right i mean uh, when you are investing when you have money and your money is making only one percent or below one percent in bank right you are going to make you're going to you have i mean it's not going to be doubled in in 30 years it's just not going to happen right if your money is making three percent versus seven or eight percent you would be, if you, if it is 8%, you probably would double your money in about nine to 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are making 3%, you are gonna double your money in about 33 years. And on top of it, you will be paying taxes also every year. So you right. probably will not be doubling your money before. Uh, I mean, it's very highly unlikely that you will uh, double your money because your valuation, you are, your money's worth is going down um, due to inflation also. Mm-hmm. So you have to invest into assets where we have returns higher than inflation, number one. Number two, uh, you are able to attain the compounding effect on, on that. And number three, you are able to hopefully save, save some on taxes also. So if I really give you an example, bank versus CD versus stock market versus multifamily, Multifamily has been rated as the highest uh, asset class in commercial real estate. And in multifamily, if you are making 8% return tax-free, you can potentially you can potentially quadruple your income, quadruple your money. Your your hundred thousand can become four hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand in in seven to fifteen to twenty years, basically. 
but why if you are investing in cds you are actually decreasing the value of the money so generational wealth if you need to uh, create you need to invest wisely in the assets where you are getting consistent return right. so 8% is just the cash flow i said but in multifamily typically people are making anywhere from 15 to 20% return mm-hmm. and that return once compounded over 5 over 10 year period you know you are going to quadruple your, your money in 10 years i mean 5 year double it and and again double it again in another 5 year and keep doing it um, so your 100000 could become your 100000 could become 200 400 800 and 1.6 million in 20 years so that's like the that 100000 you just keep investing every 3 4 years and sit sit idle in in 15 to 20 years you would have 1.6 million in your bank account doing what doing nothing this is passive investment return i'm talking about mm. versus if you put in in bank and let it sit there you know your 100000 will be like maybe 110000 in in 20 years mm. at most if at all so that's that's the way you know you have to see the compounding effect and the biggest advantage is in real estate you know your taxes are deferred you are depreciating your asset at a much faster pace so you get a lot of bonus depreciation and that kind of oh, you know writes off your uh, even taxable income also you mm-hmm. know and again i'm not a cpa everybody's tax situation is different but fundamentally that's the that's how the tax codes are written government in, in incentivize those who invest in real estate commercial especially commercial real estate that, and that's why these cost segregation bonus depreciation uh, you know all these laws are there i mean they want you to invest so that you know you get tax benefits and then uh, you know you you create generational wealth for yourself right no it, so uh, you know we we've talked about quite a bit of stuff here today so when I'm always interested when you're when you're as a syndicator. Then this is going to be a question out of the blue. Like when when somebody's coming to you for the first time and this syndication concept is new, how do you? Uh, where do you start? I mean, it sounds like you're you're talking about a lot of professionals. You mentioned some of the people, maybe at least at first, uh, a lot of the people that have come from India. They don't even. this is a new concept for them where do you yeah. begin to educate them regarding see, this see the education is the education is which i mentioned you know a lot of people have the own pride of ownership in buying multiple homes right education is that guys what is important for you mm-hmm. do you want to create ta- time for yourself or do you want to just remain busy in doing what or you are creating more jobs for you every time you buy a home, house you are taking additional burden on your time you mm-hmm. know you are and that time is away from your family the most important thing that is communicated is that can you make that kind of return or more without doing anything by freeing up your time rather than you doing all the research um let let professionals handle this and give you better return on your money than you doing it by yourself mm-hmm. and by doing so you can do better in your job and if you are a consultant and if you have that mindset you can use that time to the primary skill i mean a doctor can have can um, you know take care of more patients 
a lawyer, an attorney can take care of more cases. A software programmer can can do more work or a second job or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, they, you do what you do best more rather than spending your time into doing which is going to just take away time from your busy schedule. Right. Right. So that's the basic education or spend time with your family because that is that is invaluable time. So so that's how the communication starts. Right. I mean, what do you really want to do? I mean, do you want to just continue to buy these or homes and start rushing after them? And some people say, yeah, that's my way of doing it. And it's good for them. I mean, if they want to do that, that's fine. But everybody's situation is different. I mean, uh, and that's that's my message, which I give it, give to them. Sure. Well, you know, next thing you know, we're we're twenty five minutes or close to thirty minutes into this. Uh, before we wrap things up, I wanted to make sure everybody has your contact information. Head over to myrealtygains.com. I know you're pretty active, probably on LinkedIn as well. Uh, you're probably easy to find find there. Uh, I'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes. Uh, but is there a question you wished I would have asked today? Um, no, I think I think we covered everything what we wanted to cover from passive investing perspective. And the basic goal, uh, again, is to educate professionals about the benefits, what passive investing can do. If mm-hmm. you re- really want to explore, just schedule a call with me. I would love to talk to you, uh, uh, anybody. Uh, and explain you one and one, you know, and and you don't have to invest with with me, you know. That's not that's not the purpose. The purpose is to continue to educate, and hopefully, you know, we remain connected and we remain a strategic partner, so to say, uh, in the real estate world. Right. No, again, it's uh, myrealtygains.com. I really appreciate your time. This was a great conversation, and I hope we can do it again. Jack, thank you so much. I wish that we, yeah we. we we would love to do it again too. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.